Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Sounds funny to say, but think about it. This could be the last meeting ever between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Believe it or not, they've met four times. But you're in a situation now with Brady nearing the end and Mahomes nearing the stratosphere that Brady used to be in. Maybe, just maybe, that was the final one, the proverbial passing of the torch. Welcome inside Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. J. Will will be with us in about 15 minutes or so. Good to have the gang back in. Key, bottom line, we got one NFL team with no real quarterback. We got one NFL team without a real home. (laughs) And now we got one NFL team wondering why, even though they've done nothing wrong and nothing is no fault of their own, they continue to have to have their schedule pushed back. Of course, that would be in order. The Denver Broncos the San Francisco 49ers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Before we get into all of it, and there's so much to talk about, so much to talk about, how is the break? We haven't seen everybody in five days. Good morning to everybody back with us if you're back up and at it. Well, I'm still trying to get rid of some of the food that's in my refrigerator. <laughs> It'll go out today, though. We're, we're done with the, the whole Thanksgiving. You know, you can't continue to run that back. You run it back once, maybe twice if you, you know, have a little things. But after that, it got, it's got to go. But uh, the weekend was good. USC didn't play, so I didn't get a chance to watch that. Got a chance to watch Alabama, Auburn, some other college football. Saw Michigan take another one on the chin. Mm. Obviously saw a little bit of Rutgers, big win for you. Huge. Uh, On the road against (laughs) Purdue. They were heavily favored. No, uh, it was just, you know, it was good. The weekend was good. I must say. Plenty to run into. Our front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We'll go into the very near term for the Broncos, like what they need to do, and the long term for the Lions, who are now starting what over again. What did you do? Again. What is I that? gave you what I did. What happened to you over the weekend? I, it's funny. I was in one of those situations where I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where I just literally sat there and watched, I guess that would be... Nine hours of football. <laughs> it was going to be nine, and then the Thursday night game yeah. didn't happen. I was prepared to just sit there in front of my TV and watch. Yeah. Um, but Thanksgiving's never been a huge holiday for me. Another uh, let down by the Cowboys. Right. I'll, I'll be honest with you. One of the reasons it's not huge for me, just to give you a quick insight, all of my family practically lives Elsewhere. in India. Yeah. Right? So it's just my father, my brother. So, you know, they're on the opposite coast. So we just decided to just call each other, or is the way we do it now, just text each other and wish each other a happy Well, Thanksgiving. next year, next year we got a plate in a – uh, set up for you right at my table, so don't worry. I appreciate it. If it wasn't COVID, you were more than welcome to come. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's dig right into it. Again, Jay will be with us here at 6.15 Eastern. By the way, our poll question this morning, you can tell if you were watching any level of football yesterday on the uh, Dr. Pepper Twitter feed on the uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation. Simply put, presented by Dr. Pepper, it's official. College football's back. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper college football town. Fansville, head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. The simple question, are the Bucks going to make the playoffs? Right now, they are sitting in the sixth spot. They're 7-5. and five. They got Minnesota coming up in their next game. They're just a shade ahead of the Cardinals, who won the last spot. Love to hear from you. Key J and Z, 888 ESPN. Is Tom and company going to make the playoffs? An unthinkable question when the season started. Unthinkable. What did you see last night? Well, I, you know, when I look at the schedule, the four remaining games, they play Atlanta twice in there in Minnesota, coming mm-hmm. up much like you mentioned. That's a tough – you know, those three games alone right there, got a coach fight and try to keep a job in Raheem Morris, which he's doing a hell of a job. He should just be given a job, in my opinion, second time around. Mike Zimmer, Minnesota Vikings, are still trying to make whatever little bit of the season left, possibly a playoff push based on what the, happened to the Bucks last night. Um, Kansas City was just too much for them. 
Firepower-wise, they got out early. Tyreek Hill, you saw what he oh was able goodness. to do. Wow. Just ridiculous. I was hoping he got the 300 yards, though. I wanted to see him get the 300. And if he got the 300, I wanted to see him get the 400. As a wide receiver, for those that missed it, 269 yards receiving. He had 203 yards receiving, folks, in the first quarter. Yeah. He had 203 yards receiving in the first quarter quarter Mahomes hit him on touchdowns of 75 44 and 20 yards well that happens when you you know I, I really didn't understand and Ty Bowles knows this he know, he knows better as a defensive coordinator you don't allow guys like Tyreek Hill to have free access and just run down the field unimpeded with no one touching him playing man-to-man without real help or without jamming them at the line of scrimmage it, you're going to lose that battle every single time and what you, the way that you defeat the Kansas City Chiefs is you have to play physical and hard like the Raiders. You got to get up and challenge the de- the defensive backs have to get up and challenge the receivers of the Kansas City Chiefs. So therefore, when Patrick Mahomes goes to throw the football, he knows that it's going to be tough and I got to get the ball out there. My guys are going to be rerouted. But when you allow them to just run up and down the field, it's ridiculous. And on top of that, it was great game planning by uh, Eric Bieniemy to understand that the guys that were covering Tyreek Hill couldn't, Dean couldn't keep up with him. It was just like, there's the duck, we're going to shoot him down, find 24 wherever he's at on the field, and we're going at him. And that was one of the things that Eric Bieniemy and that staff did from an offensive standpoint. But defensively, the Bucks didn't do enough. They just, they did not do enough to cover up some of their deficiencies in the secondary. Are their Super Bowl aspirations done? I, I don't. I never really thought that the Tampa Bay Bucks were a Super Bowl team. I understand we get excited in sports media fan base. They get so excited that Tom Brady and Gronkowski is coming to town, and oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. Look at Vegas. The Vegas says we're favorite. We're doing this. We're doing. No, I never felt that way. I always felt like Seattle, New Orleans, Green Bay were those three teams was kind of going to be the ones that would come out of the NFC. Um, when you think about it, yes, Tom Brady's won six Super Bowls, been to nine. But there's no offseason. There's a pandemic. He's going to a new system and trying to learn exactly what it is that they need to get done within this system. It's not 20 years of New England. I know everything about New England system because I built the system. I am the damn system. I, I can run the system blindfolded where you look at some of the things in Tampa and you say to yourself, what are they asking Tom Brady to do? Are they asking Tom Brady to do Tom Brady things, or are they asking them to do Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich things? Mine is more Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich. Just watching the game, not being in the meeting room, but also understanding an offense that I've seen in New England over the last 20 years and some of the concepts that they did in New England has not transferred with Brady to Tampa Bay. It's something that Tony Romo said earlier this week. and he essentially Well, I'm said, listening to me. I ain't listening to Tony. <laughs> but he essentially said what you said, which is everything in New England was just instinctual. I can just turn around, close my eyes, two and a half seconds, put the ball up. No Edmundle is going to be there. And there's no way outside of Gronkowski he can have any sort of relationship like that with any Bucks player. That it, Tony's 100% right about that, though. You, you could just – I mean, that's why when you think about players and you think about – guys moving from team to team, it's, it's people say, well, why would he go there? Familiarity, maybe not with the team or the system. I mean, maybe not with the team or the organization, but with the system that's being run is, is I can go right now to a number of teams 
that I played for, if those systems are in place, if I went to Oakland right now after however long I've been retired, it's second nature. I'll pick it up like it's nothing. But if I go to, to the Tampa Bay Bucks, I've never been in Bruce Arians' system. So it's going to be foreign language to me. I'm going to be like trying to figure it out. But if I go to New England or if I go to where I, you know, those systems, you just plug me right in. It may look ugly. It may look like that Mike Tyson fight, nice and old. <laughs> but I would know where to be and I would know where I need to go. And I think Tom Brady is struggling at that outside of Gronkowski. Even the elder statesman Brady is young compared to Mike Tyson. We'll talk about Tyson and his adventurous weekend at 645. Last thing, are the Chiefs beatable? Uh, the right, I mean, obviously the, they the are right, they've yeah. lost the game, but you know the, what I mean. the right situation. You probably could catch him on a bad day, but if you catch him on the wrong day, you're gonna get run out the building. I mean, that's just. I don't know how you know. I sit up and I marvel at Patrick Mahomes. He did something last night on a throw that was just. Oh, I know what it was. He manipulated. It, it didn't convert. It was a third and sixteen. Okay, and it did not convert. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But he got the ball out. The receiver tried to attempt to catch the ball, but they batted it down. Man, that was a hell of a throw. That was a hell of a throw. And they was like one yard short of the first down, Zubin. And I was saying to myself, okay, the receivers, all right, whatever. But if that was one of the big boys receivers, I mean, that would have been a completion. But the throw was just crazy. And you can't, you just, or, or the one that he dropped over the defensive, defender's head on a laser, back shoulder touchdown. I mean, that's picture perfect. You know how many times? Coaches have tried to get quarterbacks to do that, and they can't for no reason at all? We're now at a point where his incompletions are amazing. That's where, that's where we're at at this point. And for the beatable aspect, yes, Raiders twice, clipped him once. Not seeing him enough on commercials, though. Yeah, should have lost to the Chargers, may have lost to the Bucks, but they pull out the win. On the way, speaking of win, this team has won three in a row. They're in first place. They had one of their biggest wins of the season. So why was the flight home so miserable? I got to eat some crow because I think I might have judged Joe Judge a little too early. Keyshawn was all over this. I wasn't. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay's going to be with us here in just a little bit. We said that before. (laughs) But think about this. Jay's Giants have won three games in a row. Think about this. This is a legacy NFL franchise, right? They've won three games in a row for the first time since 2016. They have won three games in a row for the first time Since 2016, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's get right into it. Okay, so I'm going to have to uh, have a big old pile of crow here. The Giants were 1-7, in and when they lost that seventh game, you might remember the date of that game. It was October 22nd. That may not flash. They played the Eagles. That may not flash. 
but I believe that's the old game where you-know-who took a little old tumble. And everyone said, oh my goodness, does this not encapsulate the Daniel Jones era, the Joe Judge era, the Dave Gettleman era, a trip, a fall, and a loss to the Birds? At that point, they were 1-7. in seven. Then, 11 days later, on Monday Night Football Key, they played the Bucks and lost on a controversial call at the end, a little P.I. in the end zone, when we thought the Bucks were a little better than they were. And you said right then, I don't care what you say, they're making the playoffs. I don't care what you say, they're making the playoffs. And I said, Key, bro, they're one and seven. How in the world could they make the playoffs? At this moment, on this day, November 30th, 2020, the New York Giants have won three in a row. They're in first place and in pole position to host a playoff game. Yes, that is correct. They are in position to do it. Now, whether or not they're going to do it, I would say that they've been the most consistent team in the NFC East. There's no question about it. The the only game that you point to is the San Francisco 49er game where they just looked like a bad football team all the way around. That was the beginning of the year. But for whatever reason it is, Joe Judge has got this team playing, you know, playing like a football team that's trying to win the division and make it to the playoffs. They They didn't – there was this – idea of tanking and getting rid of Daniel Jones and all those sort of things. Now, look, it's going to be a battle. There's no question about it, especially when you got to play the Seahawks. That Any team can show up, believe it or not, in terms of Seattle. You know, you got the Steelers, and then you got to see, you got to see who, who, who comes up after that for them. Now, when you talk about what type of team they could be, if they made the playoffs, it could be one of those teams that you don't want to play because the unknown is there. You don't know what giant team could show up. Now, Daniel Jones, I don't know what the significant injury is of his injury. I don't know if he'll right. be missed for a significant amount of time or just a few days. We don't know yet. Hamstring. Um, but is that hamstring going to hold him out? Or is that hamstring something that he could, you know, wrap up and, 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 and compete, go out there, compete with this NFC East deal on the line. As you look at it, you know, beginning of the year, we all felt like the Cowboys, based on the coaching change and the makeup of the roster with the talent that they have, would win the West. I mean, win the East. You felt like Philly would win the East. Washington was on the rebound. Well, it's all reversed. Washington's a better football team than what most of us thought. Philly is nowhere near what we thought. And the Cowboys have basically done themselves in again on Thursday, Thanksgiving, losing to Washington. Washington has now won two in a row, but up next for Washington, they're going to be in Pittsburgh, so you would think that could be a loss, and that could bode well for the Giants if they can obviously compound that Washington loss with a win of their own. You mentioned they are in Seattle. Let's just WL this the rest of the way because they are at 4-7, and seven, but it does get significantly tougher, mostly because now they're going outside of the division. They've been able to feast on the division, but at Seattle – feels like Probably a, a loss, right? <laughs> then this is interesting because I just don't know what team I'm getting week to week here. They'll host the Arizona Cardinals. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. And Arizona's coming back east, which is weird. I think the league would schedule that a certain way. They got Seattle, the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. So in there, you I got them losing to Seattle, beating the Cardinals and the Browns. Probably, be honest with you, it's a toss-up on the Ravens, and I got them beating the Cowboys. Wow, that says everything about the Ravens, by the way, right there. It's a toss-up on the Ravens. I don't know what, you know, they get, think about it. Every day there's a different uh, COVID situation in Baltimore, so I don't know where this thing is going to head for them. You get the missing weeks. 
after weeks and weeks, and then all of a sudden you come back right before a giant game, who knows what you put out there on the field. Got to give a ton of credit to the Giants because as much people have talked about their offense struggling, losing Daniel Jones yesterday to the hamstring injury, they bring in Colt McCoy, who was serviceable for sure, losing Saquon Barkley earlier in the season. I just thought it was poetic justice that the Giants won the game essentially on a strip sack. Look, nothing's going right on offense. Our young studs aren't there. We might not have both the rest of the way, depending on how bad this hamstring injury is or some initial reports. It's quote-unquote pretty bad. We'll talk about that in just a little bit, and we'll obviously follow. As teams go, though, Zubin, you start to build confidence you win games you build that confidence that that you know you're a puppy you're young you don't know what you're doing and all of a sudden you start to say to yourself oh okay it's not so bad you stick the toe in the water just to gauge it and see how cold it is if it's warm enough you're gonna dive all the way in and I think that is what the Giants are doing they got kind of got their toe in the water they're trying to get a feel for it and as they continue to realize oh we can play with these guys they become very dangerous how impressive is it uh, in our final minute. How impressive is it that even though Joe Judge is old school, was thrown down the gauntlet with guys running laps in, in training camp when he had no bona fides, had never coached an NFL game, started one in seven. There's another team in that same city, by the way, that's spiraling and their head coach has lost all modicum of control and respect. You're one in seven. You're sort of a hard ass coming in, let's be honest, on day one. And they never gave up on him. That just seems like a recipe for a disaster for a lot of teams. Well, it, 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 I'm winning. Believe it or not, I'm I'm winning. I may not be winning at a, a at a clip that is, you know, ten wins, but I'm winning games, and we're in games, and so therefore you're going to give him an opportunity, a chance to screw it up. Adam Gase ain't never won nothing, right? Adam Gase came from Miami and basically was handed a jet job, should have been fired a year ago, but yet and still they retained him. Now look at it; it's a disaster of an organization this year. So therefore, the players are like, man, please. Because they see it. The moment that they see it with Joe Judge, they either going to get on board with him or not. But he's certainly showing them that they have the ability to win football games and be right in the thick of things. And, and Adam Gase does not. No one likes Adam Gase. That's just the bottom line. They don't like him. They just, no one likes him. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no, go ahead. No, go ahead, finish. <laughs> Straight Talk uh, Wireless, no contract, no compromise, no chance for out of gas. Uh, no. no, I, I added that last part. How do you think Le'Veon Bell feels right now? He feels though? great. With the and Chiefs. Jamal Adams, how do you think they feel? Right, in Seattle and Kansas City, thinking Super Bowl instead of thinking first overall pick. On the way, making the worst, most dubious kind of NFL history ever seen. One of the most bizarre stories of the NFL season, folks, and that's saying something if you follow this particular 2020 mm. NFL season. Jay Will is in the house. Good morning, Jay. Thank you. I had to Nick Saban it out. <laughs> Sorry, right. I'm back here. Made it. Keyshawn, hi. Hi. Are you not good. talking to me? No, you're cool. You okay. got here on you time. You just gave me the, the, the <laughs> no, Queen's wave. No, I just said, what's up? Okay. Just, you and Zubin could talk about Thanksgiving, and I already gave Zubin my Thanksgiving take, and, <laughs> you know. Jay's back. His Giants have won three in a row, and it's great to have you back. We're all whole again after about five days off. Absolutely. I mentioned that uh, NFL history of the worst variety was made uh, yesterday. Listen to this before we bring in the front office insider Mike Tannenbaum to help us decipher what in the world this team can do. The Broncos yesterday, I'm sure you saw this, they had to play with Kendall Hinton at quarterback, a guy that hadn't played quarterback since his college days with the Broncos, four quarterbacks all in their roster, either testing positive for the coronavirus and Jeff Driscoll or the three others in close contact with Brett Rippon, Drew Locke, and Blake Bortles unable to go. I'm sure you heard about it. Broncos, second team in the last 20 years, fellas, to finish with zero or one completions 
in a game. And they were the first team with more passes picked off than completed. Think about that for a second. More passes picked than completed since the Chargers back in 1998. Key, I'll give you one guess who the quarterback was back then for the Chargers in 1998. Well, it was Phil Rivers. Ryan Leaf. Mm. Oh, was it? 1998. <laughs> oh, 98, yeah, Ryan Leaf. Quick history lesson. It was you against said, the Chiefs. You said interceptions, charges. My mind went right to Phillip Rivers. He's been there forever. <laughs> you said it with conviction, though. I respect yeah. that. Yeah, I was charging Phillip Rivers. Quick little note, and I'm sure Michael will remember this. This was a game against the Kansas City Chiefs, a division rival. It was pouring, pouring at this game. And that was the first game where you saw Leaf come a little unhinged. And maybe this isn't exactly going to be the Peyton Manning-Leaf comparison we thought of. It was an unbelievable day in the rain 22 years ago. Unbelievable Sunday. Let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum joining us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line brought to you by Shelby Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Mike, I want you to hear this from Vic Fangio, the Broncos head coach, saying he was disappointed in his quarterback room, but then he shared some other disappointment. Well, I was disappointed on a couple levels in that, that our quarterbacks put us in this position. Our quarterbacks put the league in that position. We count on them to be the leaders of the team and you know, leaders of the offense, and uh, those guys made a mistake, and that that is disappointing. Obviously, I haven't done a good enough job of selling the protocols to them, you know, when they're on their own. So, you know, part of that could fall on me there. Mike, good morning. Uh, Broncos President Joe Ellis, Executive Vice President John Elway had to deal with this over the last 48, 72 hours, something that you had to deal with as a front office guy. Whatever comes onto the desk, I got to deal with. Who's most to blame for this fiasco? I think Coach Fangio has it right. There's two aspects here. One is your quarterbacks. As Key knows, Coach Parcells always talks about quarterback. I want battlefield commanders. I want guys that are going to absorb blame and deflect credit. And that's exactly what didn't happen over the last 72 hours. I like what Drew Locke finally said yesterday afternoon. But the rules are the rules. And I'm sure the league looked at this. And while on one hand, guys, they were disappointed. On the other hand, I'm sure they said this is an opportunity that if everyone sees what happens to Denver, we'll have complete compliance moving forward. And I want to make one other really important point. Where was the competitiveness of the Denver Bronco defense? That Bronco defense played great against a good Miami team the week before. And what they should have said is, hey, we're playing a backup quarterback. We're playing Taysom Hill. And if the Saints can't score, this game will be 0-0. So let's put our foot in the ground. We know there was a mistake man on the other side, but what do we stand for as a Bronco defense? And to me, that was massively disappointing, and that was a great example of human nature. They went in the game expecting to lose, and that's exactly what happened. Mike, should that game have been postponed? Should they have moved it, postponed it? You know, Key, it's interesting. I I went back and forth. Originally, I said yes because, look, you're going to a game where unless something weird happens, it's going to be really hard for one team to win. And, And really, Green Bay... Tampa Bay, those are the teams that are most affected by this. Denver's probably out of the playoffs, but New Orleans is competing with all those other teams, and the Saints or Green Bay may get that one seed, and there's only one team that gets a bye, so is it really fair of them? But again, on the other hand, if I'm Roger Goodell and I'm sitting back and saying, here were the rules, here were the protocols, you made the mistake, I didn't, doesn't it send the right message for the next two months that you have to be compliant? And I think the league in some ways saw this as an opportunity where we saw the league have flexibility with the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game that's been postponed twice. So I think in the end, Lee got it right. And I think Vic Fangio, to his credit, got it right, which is, hey, Drew Locke, you want to be this multi-million dollar leader? You want to be the face of the franchise? Do the little things right. When you look at it, some teams around the league, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, for instance, 
had a quarterback that they kind of kept on the couch at home and paid money to. The Buffalo Bills have a quarterback in a similar situation. So the other teams around the league kind of adopt that same situation? Absolutely. And I think what you can do now with technology is to say, this quarterback will go to all the Zoom meetings. You're going to have a strength and conditioning coach closely monitor their condition because I think that's one aspect of the story that people didn't realize, which was like, hey, can you sign somebody off the streets and just plug them in? You don't even know if they're in condition. So I think that's something we're going to see more teams do this week in terms of sign a player, make sure they're in the right condition, have them go to the meeting so at least they can function in a game. So, you know, Kendall Hilton, while it was a great story on, on the one hand, on the other hand, he had no chance to be successful because he didn't even have the reps in terms of a walkthrough on a Friday and a Saturday they just had to put them in there. So I think we're going to see more teams do that over the next month. No, that, that is correct. I was telling the guys here, I, I believe, and you can correct me because you were with me, I believe in 99 we lost a couple quarterbacks, including Vinny Testaverde, and the week of I had to be the emergency quarterback. So I got a chance to see some things just in case I would have had to play. I was at practice. I was a part of the situation where this kid didn't really get a chance to do that at all. Mm. Hey, Mike, uh, the Titans dominate the Colts. Derrick Henry, uh, 27 carries, 178 yards, three touchdowns. Why isn't his name in the MVP conversation like we're talking about Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, Jay Will, it should be. He was the best player on the field yesterday. And what Tennessee can do is they can throw it over your head. And you look at two big passes to uh, A.J. Brown as well as Corey Davis for 37 yards to Corey Davis and – what Tennessee can do is they can really spread you out because Tannehill can get the ball down the field, and then you let Derrick Henry go to work. Three touchdowns yesterday. And maybe the other player that should be in the uh, MVP candidates uh, discussion should be DeForest Buckner. The Colts give up double yards per carry when he's not on the field. So Derrick Henry was the best player on the field. Tannehill was a great compliment with deep passes, and the Colts cannot stop the run without DeForest Buckner. What should we make of this Jalen Hurts taking reps with the first team? Key, best players play. And right now, Carson Wentz, remarkably, is struggling with confidence. You know, we go back a week ago to that pick six against Cleveland. That play, to me, exemplified what's wrong with Carson Wentz. He lacks confidence. Earlier in that play, he had a player wide open down the seam. He couldn't pull the trigger. And maybe competition at practice will spark him. And I think tonight is truly a watershed moment. He has to play better. He's on national TV. He's going against a terrible defense in Seattle. This is a great opportunity for him. I think what Doug Peterson is right, the best player should play. Mike, what do you make of the whole Ravens situation? Well, again, when you juxtapose what's going on with Denver, I think they got it right, which is the league is at least giving them a couple days to see who tested positive, who's going to be in quarantine. Now, look, one door closes. Lamar Jackson's going to be out. Another door opens. RG3. I'm sure in the back of RG3's mind, Jay Will, he's saying himself, I deserve to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And could you imagine if tomorrow night, with all these backups, missing players like Mark Andrews and countless others, if RG3 goes into Pittsburgh against an undefeated team and comes out with a win, do you realize the amount of money he can make and change the narrative of his career that maybe he could be a starter again? So those are the storylines that I love about our game And that's why I think tomorrow night will be really interesting. Let's get RG3's A game and let's see what happens. Mike, we had a chance to watch Sunday night's football game, which really wasn't Sunday night's football game. I'm talking about the Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs because the Chicago Bear game was not even close to Sunday night football. What what, What should we be concerned about in terms of Buccaneer fans? 
Yeah, what's really obvious, unfortunately, is Tom Brady is really struggling getting the ball down the field. Right now, he's 26th in the NFL when the ball travels 20 yards or more. So if we know that, we know opposing teams, defensive coordinators know that. They have to be able to get the ball to the running backs and the tight ends consistently in the running game. We know that's where Tom Brady excels. And Ronald Jones from, of course, USC key, made a great play in the passing game. They need to do more of that. That's where Tom Brady's great, controlling the middle of the field, play action. That's his game. And right now, their defense is still playing well, despite what happened yesterday. They're third in the league in defensive efficiency. they got to get this passing game right because they're still in the thick of things. They have seven wins, and their season's far from over. But they got to get that fixed quickly. Thick of things is right. This year, there are seven teams in each conference that will make the playoffs right now. The Bucks, as Mike mentioned, with seven wins, sit in the sixth spot. But the schedule isn't particularly easy down the stretch. Mike, thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. All right. All right, thanks, guys. Want to quickly mention, Mike said, Commissioner Goodell threw it down. Folks, it's November 30th. Go back to October 13th. This is Goodell. This is in a memo to every team. This is why the Broncos were in the position they were in. Warning teams, games would not be rescheduled if, quote, simply to avoid roster issues caused by injury or illness affecting multiple players, even within a position group. It took 12 weeks to get there, but Goodell said, when we get there, don't ever make it. An excuse. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today to find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Let's go from A to Z. And from A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. We'll go to Philly there in a second. Redbox's new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Unhinged starring Russell Crowe. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend or you're with your family, things going on, but Mike Tyson and Roy Woo! Jones Jr. boxed. It ended in a draw. Tyson is 54, says he wants to go again. The least surprising thing about this fight is after the fight, Tyson said he smoked before the fight. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, Jay, so on that note, what was your biggest takeaway from this night of boxing? What? Yeah. Are you apparently, surprised apparently that Mike, well, he, owns his own, he owns his own cannabis farm, by the way. Dispensary, correct. Yes. yes. So uh, I, I will say this. The, the most entertaining aspect of this fight while I was watching at the hospital was the fact that Snoop Dogg is the most entertaining person in sports. He should call every fight. Sorry, Max Kellerman. Snoop Dogg is his job. <laughs> That's your SoCal Lakers guy, Keith. No, it's all good, but I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. James been kind of, he brought me up to speed on it, but then you just enlightened me, huh? He smoked before the fight. Yeah. Well, him and Snoop, apparently. <laughs> That's what they do. But it's all right. I guess. <laughs> I should mention, Snoop is the biggest front runner in sports. Stop hanging around with a bunch of 50-year-old dudes in the ring, you know? Start hanging out with Canelo or somebody By like that. By the way, Snoop was like, this is like watching two of your old uncles fight at a barbecue. <laughs> but let me ask you this, though. Did you see... Like, did you see anything that make you go like, oh, he used to be, I could tell he was that guy. I mean, I, I know boxing. I know Mike. Mike hits hard. You could tell that Roy was taking the hits. But, I mean, they were both gas, man. I mean, and after the fight was over, Mike was like, yeah, I'm okay with the draw. I'm okay. And Roy was like, nah, man, I, I got my tail whooped. I'm, like, I should have lost. That goes to show you how it was a fight. Oh, the real God. fight was, though, was Nate, Nate Robinson, but that wasn't really a fight. <laughs> That's a basketball player. James Johnson will speak for all basketball players moving forward. But I respect the hell out of Nate for going into that ring. Indeed. Respect him. Undercard action. You might want to <laughs> know Google your role. No. <laughs> Tyson said he wants to fight again. Hopefully that never comes to fruition. Okay, Jalen Hurts getting first team reps at quarterbacks. Big one tonight. Seahawks and Eagles. 
This is something Jay has been on for a while. I think we all know how much Wentz has been struggling with his confidence. Mike Tannenbaum, the front office insider, just mentioned it. Here is current Eagles head coach Doug Peterson, former Eagles quarterback Doug Peterson, talking about his current quarterback. And you can kind of read between the lines here. Tough decisions have to be made in this in this business, whether it's a, a tough decision to, to move on from a player in the offseason or the decision now to whether you're going to make the move at quarterback or not. I mean, though, these are all decisions that have to be made by me. But for the most part, I just uh, I focus on the players. I focus on on getting better each day. You're not making that move, right, Doug, to a different quarterback? Not today on Wednesday, no. Okay, possibly for, for Monday? I'm focused right now on getting better today. I mean, okay. we're looking, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would say no, no, no. Carson's your starter for Monday? Yes. All right, Key, more first <laughs> team <laughs> reps means what? You said follow the money, I know. Well, he's not, look, he's I know. not starting tonight. I know. Now, whether or not he plays, that's something totally different. Every team that I've ever been on, our backup quarterback has always taken snaps with the first team in the first unit. You got to get them prepared just in case. This is a big story because Carson Wentz has been, you know, less than stellar, I would say. (laughs) That's a nice way of saying it. And because of that, when Jalen Hurts, who was drafted in the second round, gets snaps, it's newsworthy. Uh, That's just part of it. I'm not surprised that he's taking snaps at all. There's going to be a small package because for whatever reason, that package may give them the best chance to win tomorrow or tonight. It, it may give them the best, but doesn't mean that he's taking 60 snaps during the game. That, that doesn't mean that at all. Just get prepared to see Jalen Hurts get a lot more snaps. Yeah, he'll get more Just snaps. Just get prepared to see it. And it, it, this reminds me of, Key, have you ever had these conversations with somebody where somebody's like, hey, what do you think about so-and-so? And you say, well, He's a really he's a really nice person. Family like, guy. Yep. Well, you you preface the comment before you actually take insult to somebody, right? Well, he's a really nice person, but that's but, what I heard Doug Peterson do, right? He's setting it up. He's giving you context. Hey, look, he is our quarterback for now until we play against the Seahawks or until we play against the Packers or until we play against the Saints. Just look at death row. It's coming. It's a matter of time before we see Jalen Hurts. Well, it's pressure that'll be put on him on Carson Wentz, whether it's in practice. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Much like Mike Tannenbaum said, or whether it's in the games, Carson Wentz certainly can see that they're, they're trying to figure out something. He's not stupid. He's talking to his agent who's probably been through this before with other clients. He's talking to friends, college coaches. He understands exactly what is getting ready to happen to him if he doesn't turn things around tonight. If all of a sudden he gets out there and he does what he did against the Cleveland Browns, chances are they may just pull a hook because you're not going anywhere with a guy turning the ball over, incompleting balls, bouncing them at the receiver's feet. You know, you just you you you're not going anywhere with that. And if I'm Doug Peterson, I know I'm not going there with that. So now I'm just going to move on to Jalen Hurts and see if he can add a spark. Zubin, I know I'm not the football expert like he. Obviously, he played so many years in the league. But as a fan, it's time to yank him. It's time. That's what you brought Jalen Hurts there for. Yeah, but I got fifty million dollars. I, I understand. I'm just saying. Yesterday, I watched two quarterbacks. I can understand completely two different situations. But Jared Goff and the inconsistencies that you have, and then Carson Wentz, the inconsistencies, you're like, wow, these two guys got paid a boatload of money. Same agent. Wow. (laughs) They did. Who is he? I need him to do my contract here. uh, It's Bruce Toner, (laughs) actually a good friend of mine. But uh, he did their deal simultaneously, like back-to-back, right? Like I would say within weeks of each other. Mm. Here's the conundrum. I, I agree with Jay, especially when the division is starting to slip away. You've got a chance to make the playoffs. Everybody in the division does. If you need to give your team a spark, why not do it? But key, here's the real conundrum, and Jay weigh in on this as well. Their next three games, Jay kind of mentioned their next opponent. Tonight, Seattle, then Green Bay, then New Orleans. I mean, if you're going to go to Hurts, that seems like an awfully difficult stretch to try to do something. Not like really, because no. there's a package that's there, right? And so let's say that the Seattle game is... 19-15, a weird score, I'll give you. They win or lose? No, I'm saying, let's say it's it's going that way. Oh, it's 19-15, okay. it's going that way. Okay. But Carson is playing bad. Okay. And they can be up by two touchdowns, and he's playing so bad. Now the coach goes, what do you think we should do? And they say, well, let's insert Jalen into the lineup right now. And all of a sudden, boom, there's a field goal. Boom, they're moving. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. they just scored another touchdown. That's what that package is for because Seattle, the only thing Seattle can do is go to a handful of plays from this year that Jalen's been in on the offensive side of the ball. No they can't, there's nothing out there on him. There's no preseason. So we got to go back now as a defensive staff and go back to Alabama, go back to Oklahoma to get a feel for what type of quarterback that we're getting ready to, that we're getting ready to have to face when he comes into the game. Whatever package that they had – uh, the last several times that he's been underneath the center, what does that 10 plays look like? That's the only thing that they got on him. Keith, like I told you, you know, on Sunday evenings or whether that's Monday night after the game, the pressers I look forward to the most, Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy. I mean, every single time, what are you going to do? What are you going to say now? Especially when you keep losing. That pressure just mounts D- and mounts and mounts. I, I understand different yeah, situations. Different. I always have to pre- preface it that way for you. But I'm just saying from an entertainment perspective, you like watching Snoop Dogg call a fight? Just watch the two uh, post presser. Well, when you don't, when you're not winning games and things aren't, when, I could think of three people. Well, I could think of four actually. One's not even coaching anymore, Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. Then you could think of Matt Nagy, Adam Gase, and Doug Peterson. All of them got the thing in common: not winning football games. And when you don't win, you go to the pressers. 
It's miserable. <laughs> you 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 don't have any. We're like, what you gonna say? Then they don't know how to handle it because think about it. As if they were players, and they were like great players that played in the league, and they had so many press conferences to deal with. You can handle a press conference under any type of adversity, win or lose. You mm-hmm. can walk to the because you've done it before. But when you don't really have that that practice like that, it's tough. Adam Gase was absolutely embarrassing. <sighs> Yesterday, we'll hear that from was some embarrassing. Yeah. We'll hear from his. Yeah. <laughs> in the last minute, take me inside an organization here when there's leaks and everybody's watching practice. Mm. If he was looking good, let's say Hertz is out there taking more first team reps and he was looking dynamite like he was just looking great. Wow. Are you surprised any of that hasn't filtered on out there? Doesn't it seem like anytime anybody shows a pulse, <laughs> we hear about it in these types of situations. But, but he may not be showing a pulse. He may just be. Then why go to him Jaylen, at that point? Because it's a package. They're not asking Jalen Hurts to beat Carson Wentz. Oh, no, no. I got what you. they're saying, Z, is that we need to get a spark. We need to figure out a handful of plays that we could give him that will give us a spark when we need it. That's what they're doing with Jalen. Okay, we'll wait to see what Dan Orlovsky has to think about this. The dozen-year NFL quarterback will join us at 7.15 Eastern. We'll also get his thoughts on the Lions, his former team that had a house cleaning a bit uh, over the weekend, as Key has referenced. On the way, is the best decision the Bears made this season actually turning out to be their worst? We'll talk about it at the top of the Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.